It is a Wednesday, and we have the chance to visit with Brian Walton of thecardinalnation.com. Does an incredible job uh, covering the minor leagues of the St. Louis Cardinals and of minor league baseball with an eye on the major league club. And we do this every Wednesday on the website. And Brian has his website up and rolling 365 days a year, seven days a week. Thecardinalnation.com, the preeminent site if you want to follow the minor leagues. And we're brought to you by our good friends at Blue Tail Medical Group. And uh, Brian, good morning to you. Uh, we wake up this morning in the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, if it ended today, they'd be in the playoffs. I'm not sure I thought I'd say that, but here we are. You know, I think it's one of those things where every one of us would say, hey, if you could end the season right now, would you do it? You'd say absolutely in a heartbeat, yes. Uh, it's been uh, you know, a tremendously frustrating year. Uh, an inconsistent year, but you know, you know, go back to, and I, I hate to draw this comparison, but you know, you go back to 2011 and the season was a lot the same way where, you know, it just didn't seem like the team had all the pieces it took, but they were resilient enough and they could, you know, win the tough games like they did last night and manage to stay in the thick of things. And, you know, let's face it with everybody would love to be in a position with two and a half weeks left in the season to, you know, be on top and, you know, granted it's still tight, but to have everybody else looking at you as potentially the team to beat. Um, the, the play by Goldschmidt to Molina to Arenado is truly one of the best defensive plays I've seen by a first baseman um, because of the circumstances. You know, late in the season, you know what's uh, uh, on the line. It's first and third, one out, extra innings. But that play last night is one of the best plays I've seen by a first baseman. And, you know, Dan, what impressed me was bang, bang. There was no time for him to think about what he was going to do. He had already prepared. We're talking about Paul Goldschmidt. He had already prepared in his mind, okay, the ball comes to me. Here's what I'm going to do. And so he just executed the play, and there was no time. You know, there was no time to think, you know, while the ball was in play. He had to get that out and throw it home. And then, of course, Yachty did a great job. You know, you know we often see in rundowns, the, the catcher or the, you know, the lead defensive player get too excited and throw the ball too soon. And he ran the runner almost all the way back to third base so that the tag, you know, there was one throw and the tag was made. And it, that double play, you know, was clearly, I, in my opinion, a game-saving play. Two nights ago, Alex Reyes came in and struck out the side in the eighth with the game on the line. And I, I think it could be a defining moment for him. And maybe this is a defining series for him for the rest of the year. Now, granted, there's a couple of weeks to go, but – you know, look at what Alex Reyes did last night, too, getting out of the jam and, and pitching the Cardinals into the 11th. Um, I, I, I just think there's a lot of good things happening out of this series, obviously with wins uh, going into the Game 3 tonight, but maybe the, the stuff with Reyes is something that he builds on, and we'll see how it, uh, how it plays out from here. You know, it just seems like the Alex Reyes situation is so still so sensitive, so tenuous, and, you know, you love – You'd love to see him get back to where he was early in the season where he was, you know, just about automatic. But, you know, even then, he still had that issue of, you know, walking the first batter and getting himself, you know, into trouble. And, you know, what he really needs to do more than anything is, you know, come out firing bullets. And we saw, you know, we, we've seen him when he can do that. And let's face it, the Cardinals need him in that ninth inning role. Giovanni Gallegos is a, is a good pitcher. But, I mean, as you guys mentioned on the broadcast last night, you know, eight, eight blown saves, he's tied to league league that. You know, he's just not, in an ideal world, your best option at closer. But if Reyes isn't available, you know, he's the next man up. And we shouldn't also remember the great job Genesis Cabrera did, you know, five up and five down. You know, he just looked dominating. And when Cabrera is on, 
I mean, he's one of the best left-handed pitchers and relievers in the game, in my opinion. Absolutely. Brian Walton, thecardinalnation.com, and let's dive into the minor leagues. Uh, is it hard for you to believe with everything that the minor leagues went through a year ago and not playing, and now uh, getting through a full season, even though it was pushed back, that uh, it's almost done? The minor league season is almost done. That's hard to believe for me. That's right, Dan. Uh, the, the minor leagues uh, are in their final week with the exception of a couple of exceptions. One is the Dominican Summer League, which started much later. It's going to play into October. And those are the young men who play you know, on the backfields um, um, in the various academies in the Dominican Republic. The Cardinals have two teams there. The other team that will continue to play is, is Memphis AAA. Now, their regular season will end on Sunday, this coming Sunday, just like all the other leagues. But they added a two weeks on to the end of the AAA schedule where the teams will play a postseason tournament, basically, where they'll play five games a week, ten games total, and the team that you know has the best record will, will get crowned the champion because there won't be any real playoffs. And there's a couple reasons for that. One, the main reason is I think that they're keeping AAA going is that that provides a ready source of reserves for the major leagues because this year – they were only allowed to add two more players for the final month. So St. Louis went from 26 to 28 players. But if they had a rash of injuries here, you know, the rest of the way, you don't want all your AAA players sent home for the winter. So by keeping them playing, you know, you can call up guys from Memphis and bring them up and down as needed. Yeah, the other thing is there are guys rehabbing. So let's say Dakota Hudson isn't quite ready to rejoin St. Louis and he needs to pitch next week. Well, the only place he's available to pitch could pitch would be for AAA Memphis. So, you know, that gives organizations a little more flexibility as they're trying to, you know, complete this regular season with a with a strong and full bench. How about Dakota Hudson? Uh, what kind of role do you think he could play for the Cardinals here in the, the final couple of weeks? Well, I was, I'm a little surprised he hasn't been called up yet, Dan. Um, and the answer seems to be that they want him to be able to pitch multiple innings. Uh, because he's certainly shown in short bursts, and I think he's up to two innings uh, an outing now. You know, he's shown in, sh- shown in short bursts that he can be effective right now in major leagues. I think uh, he was, you know, he looked much better, for example, in his rehab than Michaelis did. Um, so, so that I guess there's just one. I'm not sure exactly what the last piece they want to see. Maybe it's getting his pitch count up to 50 or 60 or what, you know, whatever the target is. But you know, I have a feeling that we're going to see Dakota Hudson with St. Louis pretty soon. In terms of ranking the prospects, uh, a summer now basically in the books, you've kind of re-ranked the Cardinal prospects and, and redone that with thecardinalnation.com. What do you have? Well, that's right, Dan. Um, every month, and uh, sometimes I'm better at it than others, but the goal is every month to do a re-ranking of the top 50 prospects. And what I do is I don't just put a list up there. I go through significant detail describing why the players that moved up moved up and why the players that moved down moved down. And so the last re-ranking for the regular season uh, posted up uh, over last weekend. And some of the guys that made big leaps forward, Juan Yepes, uh, the corner infielder, corner outfielder in Memphis, that we talked a lot about, the, the player, the consensus player of the month for August for the Cardinal system, is now at number 14. So he's moved up in the system ahead of guys like Luke and Baker and John Torres. Um, another guy that's moved up, Brendan Donovan. He's a guy that hasn't been a lot of talk about. Uh, again, an infielder, corner infielder mostly, although he's played a little shortstop, which is intriguing. Brendan Donovan is at AAA Memphis, and he was the player of the week for the AAA East League last year. Hit a couple home runs, uh, drove in eight. So, you know, it's nice to see that there's more to, you know, the Memphis offense than just Nolan Gorman. Brendan Donovan's done a real nice job there, and he's jumped up into our top 20 at, at number 17. Uh, another guy that, of course, we've talked about a lot during the season who's with Memphis now is Nick Plummer. And he continues to move up the rankings. He's now 23rd in our in our rankings. And 
Yeah, it's going to be an interesting winter to see if the Cardinals decide to uh, protect Nick Plummer, uh, put him on the 40-man roster. On the other hand, Plummer's teammate for most of the season at AA, Delvin Perez, really hit a rough spot. He had a really nice well, – he had one month that was really, really good. I think it was either June or July. I can't remember. I think it was July. And then, you know, since then has really, really slid back down, you know, batting under 200 kind of thing. And so, you know, Delvin Perez, he still hasn't really answered the question. His defense is major league ready, but he just hasn't, you know, proven yet that he can be consistent enough on offense that, uh, you know, he can be counted on to be a major league starter, which is, of course, what you hope to get out of a first-round pick like he was. So a lot of movement then at the lower end, you know, a number of the draft picks from the 2021 uh, class are now starting to appear on the top 50. Uh, Thomas Francisco, a first baseman who did very nicely at Palm Beach, got a promotion to Peoria, uh, showed some really nice power. Um, uh, Elijah Cabell, an outfielder, who's an interesting power prospect. So, you know, a number of these young players now are starting to make their appearance in the Cardinal Nation top 50. And this is our last re-ranking until November when we start to roll out the 2022 list. And that will be a much more comprehensive analysis where Matt Thompson from Prospect Live joins me, and he provides a detailed five-tool analysis for each of the pitchers and each of the hitters. So if you have a question about, okay, the catchers at Springfield, uh, you know, who's the better defender, Julio Rodriguez or Ivan Herrera? You can dig right in and understand, you know, where they're graded on their to- that tool and why. So lots of in-depth information available about Cardinals prospects here at the Cardinal Nation. Oh, absolutely. It's awesome. Um, I wanted to ask you as we wrap it up about Jordan Walker. I'm just hearing more and more about this young man, uh, Brian, and, and how is he finishing up his season? Uh, Jordan Walker, you know, he had a, a he was promoted uh, after a month or a month and a half, actually – close to two months at Palm Beach because he was injured um, early in the season, just tore up low A, moved up to high Peoria, didn't take off right away, but then now it recently has just been on fire. I think he has something like five home runs in his last six games. He's batting right around 300, has a slugging of about 500. Um, and then, by the way, also has stolen 12 bases in 14 tries. So, you know, we're talking about a, a big man with considerable power, can hit for average, and is a remarkably good base runner. And, you know, this is a guy who's 6'5", 220, and, you know, barely just turned 19 years old. It's hard to not be excited about the potential of, of Jordan Walker uh, for the St. Louis Cardinals. And, you know, he's a guy that probably will get a chance in A next year. And, you know, I think, you know, he could be a breakout guy. He, he started to appear on a couple of the national prospect lists uh, during the season, and I think he's a guy that's going to move up. And, you know, we expect that, like Dylan Carlson graduated this year off the prospect list, next year Nolan Gorman will probably graduate off the list. And he's a, you know, he's a top-20 guy in, in across baseball. But when Gorman, you know, graduates, then I think Jordan Walker will be, you know, the next big hitting prospect in the Cardinals system. There's no doubt about that. Absolutely. And finally, uh, you kind of mentioned everything going on, it, but uh, let's just – I always ask this final question, uh, what's happening at thecardinalnation.com? Well, we continue to provide our detailed reports on uh, the games every night and the, the, the teams. Now, as the season goes comes to its end, uh, I'm going to take a look. You know, it's been a tough year for the Cardinals affiliates uh, for pitching primarily, but also wins and losses. And it's a year that is very unusual in the history of the St. Louis Cardinals in terms of all of the affiliates, you know, carrying losing records. And I'm going to go back and, you know, do a look over history and try to put uh, 2021 into context for what it means 
uh, Florida Cardinals minor league system over time. And that certainly doesn't mean, by the way, that the teams have had winning records that there aren't good prospects because we talk about them every week. Uh, the third rounder from this last draft, Austin Love, pitcher got, he just got promoted uh, from Palm Beach to Peoria. So there's a lot of good things happening going on with players, but overall the system is down, and I want to try to look and see where that stacks up over time. Awesome stuff, Brian. We'll catch up next Wednesday. Thank you. Take care, Dan. That's Brian Walton of thecardinalnation.com. We're presented by Blue Tail Medical Group.